What's up and welcome back. It is episode number 37 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. I'm Dan Ball. And I'm Matt McAuliffe. And we are getting to that point now where all four arena sports are starting to get ready to get into action. The men's and women's hockey teams are already playing, but now we have men's and women's basketball that are just about a week away from getting started. And Matt, we're going to talk about it in our news and notes section, but we have the preseason coaches polls and we have the all-league teams in for the MAC now. And listen... No matter what it says for the preseason polls, it's not set in stone. Like, yes, this is what the coaches think is going to happen, and the coaches are very intelligent, but this isn't final say. Like, this is just a prediction, and I always like looking at the preseason versus what actually happened at the end of the year. And last year was a prime example of that with the men's basketball team shooting up the standings compared to where they were in the coaches' poll. But we'll tell you all about that and everything else in the week that was in Quinnipiac Athletics. Women's basketball was picked to finish second in the MAC preseason coaches poll on Tuesday night. The Bobcats received 104 total votes and two first place votes, trailing only Marist. Senior guard Taylor Hurd has been selected to the 2019 preseason All-MAC second team, and senior forward Paige Warfel and junior Shaq Edwards has earned individual honors, being selected to the 2019 preseason All-MAC third team. On the men's side, the men's basketball team was picked to finish third in the MAC preseason coaches poll. The Bobcats received 86 total votes, finishing behind Iona and Ryder. Junior guard Rich Kelly has been selected to the 2019 preseason All-MAC first team. So congratulations to Rich. Junior forward Jacob Rigoni also earned an individual honor being selected to the 2019 preseason All-MAC third team. So two guys on the men's team getting those all-league honors. Men's ice hockey goaltender Keith Petrozelli was featured on the second episode on Inside ECAC Hockey Podcast, as well as a weekly NHL.com column called On Campus. The links are in show notes on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. Sticking with the men's hockey team, they split their weekend series with Maine at the People's United Center last weekend. They lost 4-2 to on Friday night, but responded on Saturday with a 4-3 to win. The Bobcats remained in the top 10 of the USCHO.com Division I men's poll for a fourth straight week to open the season. Quinnipiac is ranked number 9 in the USCHO poll for the second time this season. The Bobcats fell three spots in the USA Today poll to number 13. Hockey is home this weekend against Vermont. That game is on Sunday at 2 p.m. To the women's side now, they are back in action this weekend after a weekend off. They host Sacred Heart for two games at the People's United Center Friday at 6 p.m. and Saturday at 3 p.m. Then they will travel to Princeton on Tuesday at 6 p.m. to open up ECAC play. Now we head to the courts with the tennis teams. The men's tennis team was at the ITA Regionals at Army over the weekend. The men's tennis team continues fall competition at home this weekend and will celebrate Alumni Day on Saturday. Women's tennis now. They also had the ITA Regionals at UPenn over the weekend. Camilla Nella and Peyton Bradley both were in action this weekend. This was the final match of the fall season for the women's tennis team, who will be off until mid-January. Another team that wrapped up fall competition this past week was the women's golf 
golf team. They were in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania this past Monday and Tuesday at the Lehigh Invitational. Quinnipiac standout and former podcast guest Quinny Lai earned a second place finish at the Lehigh Women's Golf Invitational on Tuesday afternoon. Her 77 paced the Bobcats to a second place team finish. So the Bobcats golf team is off as well. They will continue their action in the spring. Hey Dan, is 77 good? That is a very, very good score. Field hockey dropped a heartbreaker on Friday night against number 25 Providence, losing 3-2 in a shootout on the road. They returned home on Sunday and dropped a close contest to Yale and lost that one 2-1. Field hockey is at number 19 Old Dominion on Friday afternoon before returning home to play Brown on Sunday at 1 p.m. The men's cross-country team finished 19th out of 24 teams at the Princeton Invitational last Saturday. The top runner for Quinnipiac was junior Jeff Venter, who took 76th place. Both the men's and women's teams are at the CCSU Mini-Meet in New Britain on Friday. Volleyball now. They split their two-game home stand last weekend. They beat Canisius 3-1 on Saturday. I was there. It was one of the most electric crowds I had seen all season. But they dropped a tough 3-1 contest to Niagara on Sunday. Volleyball will host Fairfield at Burt Con Saturday at 1 p.m. in their only match of the weekend. The rugby team, and we'll talk more about them in a moment, they are back in action this weekend for their final regular season match as they host Army West Point. It's also Senior Day, so make sure you come out and support the Bobcats. Men's soccer had a big win over the weekend, winning 5 to nothing over Canisius, thanks to two goals each from Simon Hillinger and Griffin Scaglia. They beat Monmouth 3-2 to this week. Quinnipiac men's soccer goalkeeper Jared Mazzola has been named MAC Defensive Player of the Week. The junior goalkeeper recorded two shutouts for the Bobcats in a 1-0-1 week, making five total stops. He is the first Quinnipiac player this season to win a MAC Weekly Award, and the men's team is home against Iona on Saturday at 1 p.m. Then they hit the road on Wednesday playing Siena at 3 p.m. And the women's soccer team dropped a close 1-0 contest at Iona on Saturday. They followed that up with a 1-1 tie at home against Manhattan earlier this week. The soccer team is off for a week when they finish up their MAC regular season schedule with a game at home against Siena on Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. And that brings us to today's interview. And today we are focusing on the women's rugby team. Today we talked to a sophomore back on this rugby team. It was McKenna Haas who joined us in this very studio. And she talked about a number of things. But Matt, one of the things that we want to preview about this interview is that there is so much more to McKenna than just what she does on the pitch. So much more than just a student athlete. I mean, this girl's an entrepreneur. This girl is a stellar student, a three plus one student. And this girl is always moving, but always has a smile, which is so great to see. That's what we were able to see when we interviewed her earlier today. And she talked about not only her time playing rugby and coming to Quinnipiac, but her experiences starting businesses, starting nonprofit organizations. It was a fascinating conversation. And here it is. And we're back here on episode number 37 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. Matt and I are here. We are joined by a sophomore back from the Quinnipiac women's rugby team, McKenna Haas. McKenna, what's going on? It's going. Just came back from training. Uh, you got me my slides and uh, dirty knees. Wow. So yeah. we, we, we got you right right coming off uh, yeah. coming off the pitch, right? That's, what, That's yeah. right. Yeah. We heard you were kicking earlier too, right? I was. We just yeah. got a new uh, shipment of kicking tees that I was trying out. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what goes into uh, into like an average practice getting ready for game day? So we have our warm-up. Um, so lots of stretching, physical, just Your kicking, average warm-up things, Your yeah. average warm-up. Yeah. Um, we usually go into um, some either fitness training. Um, we'll do some tackling. 
uh, skills, speed training, um, and then we'll usually split into forwards and backs and then work on our separate scrums, um, line outs, uh, back plays, and then we'll come together as a collective and run everything through. So pretty, you're, it's a pretty busy day. Right. Yeah. And, and you're not afraid to get hit? Like, you, you're totally for it? Yeah. No, let's uh, – <laughs> I, I, I like hitting people. I like the contact part of rugby. Um, for me, I'm definitely more of a, a runner. I like to run the ball, make plays with the ball, preferably not get hit, okay. but do the hitting. Okay. Yeah. Be the hammer, not the nail. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it. That's a good way to put it for sure. Uh, so just because we talked, we had um, Mika Maples on the show yeah. uh, earlier in the year, and she talked a little bit about about what she was responsible for. So talk a little bit about uh, as a back in rugby, what your what your positioning is on the field and, and what you're doing on a given game. Right. So right now, my position is fullback. Uh, this is a new position this year for me. I am basically the last resort. So if somebody else on the opposing team gets past our defensive line i'm there to tackle them and get them down um, also offensively i'm in a pretty powerful position because if the ball gets kicked to me um, i gotta catch it and i gotta go and uh, i'm always kind of there running lines and in support of the other back runners I was trying to relate it to something in soccer because I know they have like a stopper and a sweeper, yeah. uh, kind of like the like the last line of defense, so to yeah. speak, on defense. So it's kind of something like that. And then you also add what in football would kind of be like a punt returner almost to you, yeah, to what you're yeah. doing. So yeah. like if I get the ball, like I have three kind of main options. I can either kick it back, I can take it myself, or I can pass it. Okay. What yeah. do you usually do? You take it. <laughs> depends. Yours. You I take it. It depends on the defense. Um, okay. Definitely depends on the defense and the players. Okay. But, I mean, if there's a hole, I'm obviously going to take it myself. Would the score alter your decision, too? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. This is a, this I don't want to kick, position up, kick yeah. it and give up possession if we're down. Yeah, so it's yeah. an important – all right. It's yeah, it's a position, yeah. position of power, like like yeah. you mentioned. But uh, So I want to talk – I mean – you know, you me- you mentioned when we were walking over to the studio that you did not start, you know, f- four or five years old right into the rugby game. So so tell us the story. You know, when did when did rugby kind of come into your life? So rugby was first introduced to me in middle school. I didn't play it yet, but I watched um, the boys team teams play. They're my they're my buddies growing up. So I'd go out and support uh, soccer was my main sport growing up. Uh, but going into high school, I really, really wanted to play, and I wasn't allowed to play with the boys. So I ended up actually switching schools to Brentwood College, and my grandpa's friend that he grew up and played with um, introduced me to rugby. He's my high school rugby coach, and I started from there in grade nine. Um, and then that year, I actually uh, tried out for the island team, and I made that when I was 15 years old. And then I actually went on to play on the BC team that year. And then that was my first year I won a national championship. And the momentum kind of went went from that point forward. Wow. Yeah. So what, uh, what made you kind of fall in love with the sport when you started playing? I fell in love with the camaraderie aspect of it. Um, being a new player, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I always felt that I was needed. Um, I think that's a really cool part of rugby, too, is that there's a position for everybody. So 
yeah, I might not be that heavy hitter that we were talking about, but for me, like, they were supportive to me as a fast runner. Originally, I started as a winger, so my job is get the ball and run. Right. And then (laughs) that kind of just, like, my love for it grew from there, scoring tries and then moving in to fly half in high school and actually allowing, um, and just being a playmaker and allowing other people to score tries and making, making cool cool plays and them actually working out on the field and yeah i mean it's, that's a pretty good selling point <laughs> yeah. at that point absolutely but, so now let's talk about the uh the process of coming to quinnipiac because you know every, everybody has their their different story and their different journey so you know at, at what point did at first of all at what point did you start to think okay i want to i want to continue my career but i want to come to america to try to play in college so i went to new zealand and i played yeah year 13 rugby over there okay um, and then I also traveled around New Zealand. And from there, I was in contact with a couple of American rugby coaches. I was being recruited from a few schools. Um, and then I, I actually got in touch with the Quinnipiac coach, uh, Coach Carlson, and we had a couple of FaceTimes while I was in New Zealand. Um, and then kind of just put it together. I came over for a visit the following year. and. Now I'm here. Here we are, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's talk about New Zealand because, I mean, I, I know that it is known – it's known for its rugby. That's where the, where the culture is probably the strongest. But, you know, what, what did you see going to New Zealand in, in terms of the rugby culture that was a little bit different than back home? Yeah, definitely. So that's where the difference really comes into play with these girls are playing when they are five years old. Right. Um, their brothers are playing, their dads have played, their uncles play, their grandparents play. Like, it is within their blood. So I found that it was just, it was a faster-paced game. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, it, you're rucking over the ball. Like, you got to be there quickly. Like, you got to know what's going to happen next because they're they're just, they're quicker. They know what they're, they know what they're doing, pretty much. Um, so it just definitely made me a faster thinker. Um as a player now what are your what are some of your favorite memories off the field from being in New Zealand for that year I would have to say probably going to Mount Monganui Um, beautiful it's like surfers paradise but there's like beautiful mountain slash city landscape absolutely gorgeous I went with a couple of friends that I made over there right Um, Lake Topo um, amazing place to explore just overall, the beaches, Waikini, I think it's Waikini. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember now. Yeah. Uh, this is big for the travel brochure that we're putting together from yeah. this podcast. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was actually in a small town fielding, so it's seriously, like, it's fields. Like, yeah. It's very farmy, farm town, but a lot of rugby players come from there. Okay. Um, I want to kind of move forward and jump into... You are a three plus one, which means you get your master's degree in four years. And how have you balanced that three plus one academic schedule with a schedule of a division one athlete? I think uh, for me, coming from a preparatory school, I was, I was, I've always grown up being a student athlete. So I think it wasn't really hard to transfer over into being a student athlete again. Um, and for me, it's just really it's really one course as an extra credit plus some summer commitments. So it's not too much extra, I would say. Um, it's very manageable. Um, I am running around a lot, as you can see. 
But that's good. That's good that I you. Just, yeah, I keep an organized schedule and I go with it. That's good because, yeah. like, someone like me, I, I, don't, I don't know if I could balance it. <laughs> like, just yeah. be just being able to keep the the academics with the podcast and the and the or if you're if you're hypothetically playing for an athletic team. Yeah. Of course, of course, <laughs> yeah. Um, so now, so now coming in freshman year to this program, I mean, you know, this is a team that has been around the the national you know the national stage for years now so i mean coming in that freshman year being a freshman on this squad what were some of the the expectations and, and things that were put on you and put on the team right when you came in freshman year what was that experience like for you we have big shoes to fill yeah uh, as a freshman coming into a three-peat national winning team um, it's a lot of pressure but it's uh, a lot of excitement also it's it feels really good to be chosen to fill those shoes. Um, it's it's exciting. We're like trying our best to fill those shoes, and we have a lot of new players, a lot of new freshmen, especially this year. Right. Um, so it's it's primarily sophomores and freshmen on the field right now, and we're finally putting the puzzle pieces together and making it work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fill, filling the shoes and fill the shoes yeah. you did last year with. You know, a final two tries, 28 conversions, one penalty kick, and one drop kick for 72 total points, Matt, that led the team These, as a freshman. Yeah. So those shoes were filled. Uh, but what was working so well for you last year? And, and I guess kind of as a second part, you know, how were you able to, to learn as the season was going on? So I think um, a big thing with our team is that there isn't really a social structure, um, per se. So, like, everybody can be a leader on our team there isn't just one like the kind of regardless of who the class is like yeah, there's, there's, there's no yeah. class system yeah. really yeah um so i think that was a really nice way to come into the team and just be able to be a leader and to ha have confidence within myself and my skills um and i think that um led me to success with my first year and i think just respecting everybody else in the team and they'll respect you back even if you're a freshman. So let's talk about this season now. What, one of the things that you you mentioned right off the top was how young the team is this year. And now, uh, I believe from last year, only two seniors left the team, but then a, a, a large group of freshmen come in. Uh, you know, So what have you seen from that big group of freshmen coming in and, and kind of getting involved right away? Yeah, so two seniors left this year, and then four seniors are leaving this year. So really, we are primarily freshmen sophomores the freshmen are doing great um, a lot of them have stepped in uh, in starting positions um, just kind of like our class last year um, they're fitting in the puzzle pieces are finally coming together and they're making an impact um, you might not see it in the scoreboard right now but uh, you can see it on the practice field and hopefully coming up this weekend we've got got some stuff put together that we're for hope and hope and work. Yeah. yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, you know, it, it's been a it's been a little bit of a a, a growth year. Uh, I think as you put it a little bit earlier. So mm -hmm. so where are some of the areas that you've seen your group grow from day one until now heading into senior day? I'd say both offensively and defensively, we've improved um, offensively. Just having more uh, confidence um, confidence within. Not only ourselves, but the players around us, and just in how they play. 
and just running forward with the ball, making our switch lines, um, making an impact forward and making gain line. So I think we've improved in making gain line and defensively um, coming up together as a whole um, and just tackling the ball down before it gets out. Um, Sticking to mechanics. Yeah, sticking to sticking to the basics and doing the basics well, really. Right. That's exactly it. Yeah. And it's amazing how how much time that takes to kind of reestablish that. I mean, you're playing with people from all around the world at this point. So mm-hmm. when you get that freshman class in, so senior day coming up on Saturday, uh, final game of the regular season right here at the Quinnipiac Rugby Field. So first of all, uh, if you're listening to this on Friday when this show drops, out. show out, come and support the seniors. Usually good crowds. Usually good crowds at the rugby games. Absolutely, yeah. So um, you know we had we had Mika Maples on earlier this year, uh, one of the members of this senior class. So um, you know what what does this class mean? Not only to the program as a whole, but uh, you know, to for someone like you who is a sophomore who, who came in last year, what has this group meant to you growing you as a rugby player? The class is a, they're just an amazing group of girls that, that they're they're my family now. They're they're like they have your back with everything, um, especially me as a person living on campus still they'll drive me anywhere i like if i want to go to target there you go yeah (laughs) i need a starbucks they'll take me um they're just really supportive both on the field and off the fields and uh, i wish them the greatest success in their future and i know that they will all go off and do amazing things who are some of the uh the players in this class that you've really been able to learn from so far i think Mika Maples is definitely a key person in the senior class just because she's in the back line with me. Um, I played with her on her inside last year, and now I'm on her outside. So definitely just uh, I really respect her as a player. She's strong, and she's fast, um, and she's, she's a skilled athlete. Pretty much the full package yeah. right there, yeah. yeah. That's it. And she was she was a joy to be able to talk to as well. So you know, off the off the field, uh, fantastic person there. So um, now heading into the end of the season, uh, getting ready for uh, league playoffs coming up in a week or so. So uh, obviously, very exciting time to be a, to be a fan and to be a player on this team. You know, what are what are your expectations heading into heading into playoff season and kind of working towards winning another championship? We're just going all in now. It's, uh, <laughs> We just got to go all in. Um, we have nothing to lose at this point. Um, we can we only we can only gain from playing our hardest and playing our strengths, um, both in the forwards and in the backs. So we're looking for the win. We're looking for the W this weekend and the following. All in the win, classic win goal. the day, right? Classic win yeah. the day and why not us? That's right. The classic yeah. why, why not day. us. Um, and lastly, before before we transition to our, our classic three questions at the end, um, you know you've you've been around the sport now since being introduced to it in middle school, um, so you, you know you've seen a, seen a lot in terms of growth. You know what do you expect rugby to look like within the next five years, next ten years? How do, how do you expect to see it grow, see it change? Yeah, so there's rumors that um, there's going to be a few new rugby programs within the NCAA Div 1 Emerging Sports next year. So hopefully within the next five years, we'll grow from being 10 to 20 to 30 to being an actual NCAA Division 1 program. 
that's the per- that's, that's the place to start because yeah. I, I mean, mean once you once you develop the the college programs then you know the program and the game for for others kind of grows with it well rugby sevens is in the olympics now so you definitely see the growing numbers um for not only men's but for women's and girls and my little cousins are playing now so it's just it's exciting the growth of the sport right and what the future has for it yeah Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing this sport grow because I enjoy watching it. Uh, I enjoy covering it, doing interviews with players that play on the rugby team. So I'm excited. Yeah, it really, it it honestly is. It is a mind blowing sport to be able to watch unfold in front of you. It's incredible. This one in acrobatics and tumbling to watch that (laughs) develop in front of my face is is fun. (laughs) All right, so we asked three questions to all of our guests, every single one, because we know that you can talk rugby and and talk uh, talk everything like that for hours. But uh, these are the personal ones, the real thinkers. So the first one, you could live anywhere in the world that is not Hamden, Connecticut. Where would it be and why? Ooh. We know that you've been to New Zealand. New Zealand. Grew up in Canada. Vancouver. Yeah, Go Canucks. New Zealand is unreal. Um, but I'd probably have to switch it up and say Bali. Even though I haven't been there yet, I really want to go there. Uh, just because I think I can uh, grow see the athletics there and live on the beach. <laughs> live my beachy lifestyle. <laughs> Yoga, zen. Maybe start a little rugby program over there too. Why not? <laughs> while you're there, yeah. <laughs> if you have if you have the the there, extra time in your hands, might as well grow while you get the chance. There is nothing yeah. like going from meditation to hitting bodies. That's how it's. <laughs> that's yeah. that's how that's how I would live my day. All right, second one. Uh, if you could have dinner with one person, either alive or deceased, can be anybody. Who would it be, and why? Probably my great grandfather. I'd love to. Talked to my great grandfather. Never met him. There you go. Yeah. Just a- ask him. Just ask random. him about the family. How he's doing. Yeah. What's up? Why not? Yeah. Learn yeah. a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Yep. Was he also rugby? I don't know. Was he a player? Oh, you don't, I don't know. know much yeah. About comes him. with the dinner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That comes with the question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and our final one. Um, you're on death row for this one, hypothetically. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what is your last meal? Your dinner, your drink, and your dessert. Ooh. This could be something specific, like something from uh, somewhere where you grew you up. You got me hungry right now, so this is going to be hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dinner, drink, and... Dessert. Dessert. Yes. Okay. So dinner, I'm feeling scallops, like a seafood feast. Ooh. Okay. Uh, bring on the salmon, the sashimi. I don't know if I said that right. Do you do scallops <laughs> wrapped in bacon? That's oh. bomb. Yes. It's so good. Yes. Yeah. Full on seafood feast, anyways. Beautiful. Um, drink. Probably a nice Pinot Noir. Can oh, I say that? It's a great pick. A nice Pinot. Yeah, a nice, a nice I'm red here wine. for it. There you Even go. though that doesn't really go with seafood, it'd probably be a white wine. But that, whatever, that's, that's fine. okay. That's yeah, fine. seafood and white wine. Like seafood, red wine. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. Hard because red wine room temperature. White. You're in. White, yeah. Maybe a Pinot Gris. Maybe we'd have to switch that one up. Yeah. Um, and then probably finish off with a nice, ooh, actually, my mom's angel food cake with whipping cream and berries. The oh. whole the whole deal. Got to get the works. Yeah, got to get the works. That, yeah. Strawberries. Good. Yeah. 
Man, wow. Well, I don't, I don't want to keep you from from eating at this point <laughs> yeah. anymore. So, uh, McKenna, thank you so much for for joining us today. It's been an honor to talk to you, and uh, best of luck heading into Senior Day and uh, the playoffs. Good thank luck. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much to McKenna Haas for joining us here on episode number 37 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast, and that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you go online to gobobcats.com. You can get everything you may need, anything you could imagine from Bobcat Nation on gobobcats.com. Make sure you follow the Athletics account on Twitter and Instagram. It is at QUAthletics, and while you're there, you can follow the rugby program at QU underscore rugby. That is at QU underscore rugby to get all of the updates as they head into their final match of the regular season. While you're at it, subscribe to us. We are on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, and that is how you get our episodes first, so make sure you do that. You can also catch us on the Jumbotron for three hockey games this weekend, two for the women and one for the men. Lastly, Matt McAuliffe, if we want to follow you, how can we, man? At M. McAuliffe 7. And I'm at Dan Ball, B-A-H-L. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. The theme song of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast is Wire and Flashing Lights by Professor Click. Thank you.